Romans chapter 12. It's been our text for the series. This series has been called The Great Reset. This is The Great Reset Part 2. Some people call it The Great Pause. We're calling it The Great Reset because we're not going to just continue where we left off. We're going to be better than we were. We're resetting. We're moving forward. We're taking ground. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but on the, on the contrary, be transformed by the renewing, or we're going to say it for the sake of this series, by the resetting, by the resetting of your mind. Then, and only then, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's powerful right there. How do I know the will of God? I know the will of God when my mind has been transformed. I cannot, when I conform to the pattern of this culture and of this world, I cannot recognize what the will of God is for my life. But when I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind, I have the ability to now direct and dissect and discern what God's will is for my life. Now, I want you to know this. We said this last week, and it's so true. If you do not change the way that you think, you will never change the way that you live. That, that, That your mind controls what happens in your life more than we want to admit it. If I can't change my thinking, I will not be able to change my living. Transformation comes from the renewing or the resetting of my mind. Now, today I want to go into Ephesians chapter 4. This message, this text just stands alone. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, it says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. And the way we think is important. In the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of of their hearts, having lost all sensitivity. That is sad if we've ever been in a place where we've lost sensitivity, lost sensitivity to the voice of God, lost sensitivity to our conscience or to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. They have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth That is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your, our minds. Not only do I put off what is old, but I have to be made new in the attitude of my minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That'll preach right there. When we're talking about the great reset, I was thinking this week, I was studying, I came up to the church, and and I was working, and and we have a lot of, you know, all the fire alarms and fire suppression, all the things, and we have this one, I don't know what it is, this one alarm that goes off for no reason. There's nothing wrong, but the alarm goes off. And it just happens that the fire riser room is right next to my office, and so when that alarm goes off, it drives me insane. And I wish I knew how to fix it, like how to just like fix the problem, but I don't. 
I don't know, it's just it's beeping. You ever had it like a fire alarm in your house, just like batteries are low, just chirping away? Well, it's there. And and, and almost like I'm studying, I almost start going in cadence to the alarm. It's just, it's just, it's just there, driving me insane. And, and I don't know how to reset it and I don't know how to fix it, but I do know how to silence it. So after it drives me crazy enough, I get up, I walk to the other side of the building, I go into the little module, I put in the code, and I silence it. I don't fix it, because I don't know how. I don't reset it, because I don't know how. But I can silence it. It doesn't mean that it's not going off. It just means I can't hear it anymore. And now I've silenced the alarm that was there to save me, because it annoyed me. And I want to talk to you just for a couple minutes about how to reset your life and how to reset your mind instead of silencing it. Because when we stepped into relationship with Jesus, our lives should have changed. We should be different than what we were. I don't know about how it was for you, but when you said yes to Jesus, there should be a marked difference between that person and the person you are today. And some of you are like, yeah, that's me. I am a different person. You know what I found is some people that have had a difficult past or a sinful past, when they get saved, they are different. They have left that life and they have moved on. And you can tell a difference. It's like, it's like oh, pre-Jesus, post-Jesus. That's two different people. But some of us, we grew up in good homes, Christian homes, in church. And so we gave our lives to Jesus when we were six or seven or eight as a child. And so we've grown accustomed to church, to Christian living, to morals. And instead of there being a marked difference for some of us, and this is is the danger of growing up around Christianity, is that you silence the alarm of the Word of God. You silence the alarm of your conscience because you've been around it so much. It's annoying, and you, without even thinking about it, you can silence it. This is what it says in, in, in verse 17. It says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Now, this word futility, it means this, that which fails to bring the desired result. Do you know how many of us live? We live in the futility of our thinking. We want to be free. We can't get there. We want to be free of an addiction, of a habit. We, we can't get there. We want to see the world differently. We can't get there. We want to do something differently. We can't get there. We know what we should do, but we're not able to do it. That is called the futility of our thinking. It is the result that I want that I cannot get. It is that which does not succeed. This scripture tells us that these people, and this scripture was not written to unbelievers. It was written to believers. The book of Ephesians was written to the church at Ephesus. And they are in the futility, their thinking is futile. It is not producing what they want to produce. It is not bringing about the response or the result that they want. Has that ever happened for you? Well, you you just are not seeing the result that you want. You're stressed out about the virus. You're anxious. And you know you don't want to be, but you are. You don't want to be afraid, but you are. This is called the futility of our thinking. And this scripture, this text begins to unpack not only the futility of our thinking, but it also begins to unpack the antidote to how to be 
renewed in the attitude of your mind. It said in verse 19 that they have lost all sensitivity. You know when you lose sensitivity? You lose sensitivity when you have a callus. The callus is formed by being around something or friction from something, and it causes a callus. If you've been working with your hands a lot, you've probably got callus. You've been working out a lot, you've probably got calluses on your hands. And those calluses make that area of your hand less sensitive. And calluses are great on your hands, but they're bad on your heart. And I've worried that there's too many Christians that have become calloused to the things that God wants for us and the things that God has for us. And you get calloused by being around something, by what, but, but what is around you doesn't get into you. I'm close to it, but it doesn't cut me. I'm close to Christians, but it doesn't affect me. I'm close to Christ, but he doesn't. No, the word of God should sound an alarm to you. The word of God should be an alarm because the word of God tells you who you are. It tells you what you can do. It tells you what you have. It tells you what attitude you should have. It tells you how you should face life. It tells you about your identity. It tells you about your purpose. It tells you about your power. That's what the word of God tells us. But when my experience doesn't line up with the word, I lose sensitivity and I try to silence the thing that was meant to save me. I try to silence the thing that was meant to save me. You know, I probably helped somebody here. When the check engine light comes on in your car, I'm just going to try to help you, all right? It's so you check the engine. I'm going to help a marriage right now. When the, when the low fuel light comes on, that is not a competition to see how many miles you can get out of that tank of gas. It is actually because you're almost out of gas and you should get it. Anybody, anybody agree with that? It's an indicator. If you don't pay attention to the indicator, something bad is about to happen. The indicator is annoying. Ever, I said, do you ever have a fire alarm? Battery's going dead? I'm going to tell you something. I'm just going to be honest with you. This happened to me. Fire alarm was going off in the middle of the night, you know, just like, the, like the, the battery thing, okay? Not like the alarm, but the battery's chirping. And I'm just like, oh, my, like, stop. You're trying to sleep. And so I'm going around. I can't find what, which fire alarm it is. And smoke alarm. And I'm looking, and it's beeping. And finally, I find the one that it is. And I didn't have a battery, and it wouldn't stop chirping. This is bad. Okay, I'm just being honest with you. I just ripped the battery out. And went back to bed. Because I needed to sleep. Now that's not that's wrong, okay? Don't do that. I got kids. I shouldn't do that. It's wrong. We need we need smoke alarms. But I was so annoyed in the moment that I wanted to silence the thing that was annoying me so I didn't have to deal with the problem or the crisis. See, the word of God sounds like an alarm to us. It alarms us that I'm not operating in accordance with what Jesus purchased for me on the cross. It sounds an alarm, but it's easier when we're conformed to the culture and we're conformed to the pattern of this world. It is easier to silence the alarm. But the alarm was not meant to annoy us. The alarm was meant, it was meant to save us. And we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. This is the picture in the Greek. We talked about it last week. Is that if you walked the same path every single day, it would, it would, war, it would wear down a path. 
If you're walking in a field, it would wear down a trail, a path. This is how your brain works. Thoughts that you think wear down neurological pathways in your mind, and that's just what you think. That's, where you, that's what you think about. That's what you think when this happens. It's a neurological pathway. When you're renewed by the transforming of your mind, the picture in the Greek is like somebody comes and erases all the pathways and gives you a clean slate on which you now choose how to think. This is how you change your life. It is not just about trying to be something different. I have to be renewed in the attitude of my mind. Now, I'm, I'm going to show you how this works. Okay, I'm going to show you this. I, got, I have an illustration for you. So come on, bring that out, guys, if you're back there. Come out. Well, I, I got I to show you this because for, I've heard this all my life. I've preached some of these messages, these texts all my life. But I want to show you. I want to show you how it works. Because the next verse, in verse 22, it says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. i got to put off. So first, I have to take it off. Now, this is Johnny. Headless Johnny. All right? Johnny doesn't think. He needs to be transformed by the renewing of his mind. Johnny is dressed in his old self. When you talk about your old self, I want you to think about it like clothes. He's dressed in his old self. And what what the text says is I need to put off this. And I got to put that off because I need to put on something else, right? But this this is how many of us work. Is we get saved and we never let go of this. So then, Zach, can you just put that other shirt on? So what we do is we put the old over the new. Instead of, you're good at that, man. You ever worked at Old Navy or anything? It's, like, it's, it's good. We don't take off the old and put on the new. We put the new over the old. Now, I want to tell you something. When you put the old over the, when you put the new over the old, the old does not become clean. The new becomes dirty. I can try all I want. This is, this is where hypocrisy comes from. It's because I want to do right, but I still have the old me battling with the new me. This is what Paul said. He said, the very thing I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. It is the old me and the new me battling, which is why the text says, take it off. You, you have to ta- you gotta take off the old you. And the old you is this. The old person is the old bundle of attitudes, emotions, and practices that I used to be. I used to be. Thanks, Zach. It's awesome. Zach's a good man. Johnny, you're going to stay here with me. The, The new man gets put over the old man, and I'm stuck with a divided heart. Because I want to do right, but I'm still rest, dressed in wrong. I wa- you ever felt this duplicity, this duality in our own mind? I want to do right, but I am a- I'm affected. I have Christ, but I also got me. I got all of yesterday. I got the pains. I got the failures. I got the mistakes. I've got the rejection. I've got... All, I got all of it with all of it with me. And I tried to put the new. I came to church. And I tried to put the new. This is why Christians are hypocrites. 
Because we come to church and we put the new over the old. And we put on our Sunday morning face and we say, bless you, brother, and we shake hands, or we used to. Now you're like, you do the awkward thing, and then we just air hug. It's mime hug. I mean, it's just, it's weird now. But we put on this new man because we want it. But how can the new man be affected if I'm still wearing the old man? And then the question becomes, how do I get rid of this? And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says not only says to take it off, but this is what the Bible teaches us, that you can't convert your old ways of doing things into new ways. You have to kill them. Paul said you have to put to death the misdeeds of the body. I'm no longer that person. I used to have an anger problem. I'm not that person. I don't have a temper anymore. I used to be an addict. I used to be a... I used to be fill in the blank. I used to be that. Now, I know some of you are like, well, I went through the steps. I'm supposed to. I always admit that I am. Listen, I know you should have practical boundaries for your life and all of those things. But I'm going to tell you, when you become in Christ, you become a new creation. I have to change what I identify with. So I have to put off this old man. I have, to, I have to recognize there better be a clear change in my life. And if you've grown up in church and there's never been a clear change in your behavior from then and now... You gotta, you gotta take off the old man. You gotta take off the old patterns and the habits and the ideas and the attitudes and the persuasions and the prejudices and the religion and the religion, even, even the religion. I gotta take all of it off. And then this is, this is, I never saw this before until this week. Verse 23 is tucked in there and it says, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. So I got to take it off, but then I have to make it new. I got I to make it new. If I don't make it new and I put this new thing on the old thing, my old thinking will make the new thing old. Follow that? If, if I don't change my thinking, I'm going to end up in the same place I was. If I do the same thing, just hopefully there's going to be a different result. I'm going to drive myself crazy. I've got to change something because I ended up here for a reason. So there has to be not only do I take it off, but now I have to make it new. This takes us to Romans 12 too. I have to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I have to clear the slate. So I'm not trying to make my old anger submit to a new patience. I have to get rid of the old anger and now become new. I've got to give myself to the new. I'm a clean slate. Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is come. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I take hold. There's got to be a, a letting go if you're going to grab onto something else. So I put it off, I take it off, and I make it new. If you don't become new in your thinking, you will make the new you conform to your old thoughts. Taking off the dirty clothes is for naught if I don't clean my mind. 
Yesterday, we went out, and uh, Jamie and I and the boys, we went out to uh, a hunting lease that we have, and, and so we went out there, and, and um, we're checking the cameras and all that, and it had been raining all week, and so it was muddy. I mean, just like crazy muddy, and so I knew we were going to go out there. We are going to have some fun. I had to come back. I had to finish some studying, and I came. Sometimes I come to church on Saturday nights and pray for you, and uh, I was actually getting my steps, and I'm getting old, so i got to get a certain amount of steps every day. And, I was doing laps in here last night, and, uh, and, and, and so I was praying. It was super late. Well, I, didn't, I hadn't gone home to shower yet since I was out, and I was dirty, just, you know, mud. And uh, I'd washed up, but, you know, and I'm a clean guy, so this has got to be, this is a bad situation for me. And, and, and so I was so tired. By the time I got done here, and it was late, and I knew I had to get up early. And so I got home, and I'm thinking, I need to shower. I think I'm so tired. Like, I really need to shower. And Jamie's just laying in there clean and innocent right there in those clean sheets. And I'm like, she'll be all right. I don't move much. And so I just got into bed with my dirty self. It's sad. I said, I'm embarrassing myself to even say it. The clean sheets didn't get clean because I put my dirty body in it. The clean sheets became dirty the only way for the clean sheets to stay clean is if I would have renewed me. And then, does this make sense? You can't just try to put on church and be different. I can't just try to put on a new attitude and be different. If I never change my mind, the Bible says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you're thinking it, that's where you're going. If you're thinking about it, that's where you're heading. You don't fall into sin you didn't think about. You don't jump into compromise you didn't think about. You don't do a deal that you didn't think about. You don't do that or go there that you didn't. Our action is a result of thought. Oh, I wasn't thinking. No, everybody thinks. You might not have been thinking right, but you were thinking. Because my action is a result of my thought. And so I have to not only put this off, but I have to be renewed in the attitude of my mind. Because the next part of the scripture is super important. It says, and to put on the new self. Everybody loves the new self. But if the new self isn't coming on a new mind, you're going back to the old self. Because my behavior is going to follow my thinking. So now I have an opportunity for a clean slate. I have an opportunity to rewire my life. I have an opportunity to re-reset. To reset. To reset. I'm not going to silence the alarm of the word of God. I'm going to reset it. That means get the pass out. Now, what paths do I forge in my new life? It's the word of God. The word, what does the word say that you are? What does the word say that you have? What does the word say that you can do? Well, that's all well and good, but that stop. That's it. It is the inspired word of God, and every scripture is useful. It is useful. It is breathed on by God. It's for our good. And now I overlay that word of God, and I begin to forge new pathways. So when I feel fear... I'm renewed in the attitude of my mind, and I recognize that perfect love casts out all fear, and God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So that means I should hear an alarm when I feel fear, because fear doesn't connect with what the Word says. 
And if you don't listen to the alarm and silence it, you will never be renewed or reset and your life will never be transformed. You will end up in the futility of your thinking unless the attitude of your mind is reset. Reset. You can't put the new person on over the old person. You must first take off the old, reset your mind, then put on the new. Colossians chapter 3, it says this. Set your mind. You know, how, you know how you get a mindset? Whatever you set your mind on. Whatever you set your mind on becomes a mindset. Your, your mindset about sports is because you set your mind on it. Your mindset about politics is because you set your mind on it. Your mindset about coronavirus is because you set your mind on it. Your mindset about the economy is because you set your mind on it. I need a reset. All of, the, all of our culture, all of the news, all of the negativity, all of the, all, all, all of it. From the Christians, from the non-Christians, from the atheists, from the pastors, from the, all of it. I need a reset. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the resetting of your mind. Colossians 3, 2. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died. That old me died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, my brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What have you been thinking about lately? Think about. It's convicting, isn't it? What have you been thinking about? Think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Make a pathway. A new neurological pathway of thinking on the things that are good and trustworthy, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy. Think on these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Be really careful you don't silence what God has called you to reset. I would venture to say that there's people in this room, there's people that are watching online, that you need a reset in the way that you think because of something you've experienced or something you've walked through or something someone said or something you've done that now you think that's who you are or that's what you deserve or that's what you'll always get. Maybe, possibly, you need a reset. You need a clean slate so you can recognize that I am a child of God, that I am called by Him, that I'm more than a conqueror, that the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in me that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me that God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power of love and a sound mind not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord not one word from the mouth of God will ever fail I start saying and setting my life according to his word change doesn't come just from accountability and I love accountability. Change comes from changing your mind. 
Do you know how many hundreds of people I have kept accountable over my ministry? I'm talking hundreds. Do you know what? There's only one type of person that ever makes it. Not the person that you're on all the time. How are you doing? What'd you do this week? What'd you look at this week? Where'd you go? Where's your computer? What are you watching? It's the people that decided to change their mind. You can have an accountability partner and not change your mind and still walk in bondage. If you want to sin, you'll find a way to sin. You have to change your mind. And you're saying, well, I don't want to sin. I know, but you never took this off. So you're, you have a bent towards sin. You have a bent towards selfishness. You have a bent to lose your sensitivity to the alarm of God that is sounding in your life. And you can't silence it. You have to reset it. And when you reset your mind, you go from the futility of your thinking to a transformed life. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I can have what he says I can have. I'm a child of the most. That is a reset. That's a reset. Don't silence what God has called us to reset. I remove I reset and I replace. You should write that down somewhere to just help you. I remove, because a lot of our thinking is old thoughts. You ever notice this in marriage? Jamie and I have talked about this before. We never fight about new things. It's always old things. It's not a new pattern. It's an old thing. It's because in our first year of marriage, when you said, we're the only ones? It's the old stuff that comes back as patterns. And if we don't change our thinking, we can't figure out why we keep on getting the same result. But I'm trying to tell you that there is no addiction, there is no habit, there is no cycle, there is no bondage, there is no stronghold, there is no hole, there is no hopelessness, there is nothing that can't change. It's gonna sound really big and really audacious, but it's so true, by the changing of your mind. The changing of your mind. You know what I've found is that people change when they change their mind. You ever try to get somebody on a diet? You ever been on a diet? But you had not changed your mind? You have to change your mind. If you change your mind, you can change your life. You, you have to reset your thinking. We need today, we need a supernatural reset. To take it off, make it new, and put it on. I'm taking off yesterday. I'm taking off the past. I'm taking off abuse. I'm taking off failures. I'm taking it off. I'm being made new. I am getting a clean slate, a fresh start, and I'm moving into it. Now I put on Christ. I am a child of the Most High God. I have His confidence. I have His strength. I have His peace. I have His hope. I have His provision. I have His love. Everything He has, I can have. Because when Jesus died on the cross, He didn't die so that I could just be forgiven. He died so I could have everything he has because my life is now hidden in his life and the life that I put on is a life of holiness and righteousness because I've been hidden in him. Jesus didn't die so I wouldn't go to hell. Jesus died A so I wouldn't go to hell but he forgave me so that he could have relationships. And so that I can walk in the freedom that he walks in. And I can live in this world. I can live in a life that's hidden in Christ. This is what Paul said over and over. He says, I die daily. Because this guy, 
He doesn't like to stay dead. We can decide right now today, we're done. We're done with the old man. I'll tell your wife, I'm done. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be different. But then tomorrow, something happens. And this guy comes back to life. That's why Paul said, I die daily. I choose every day to remove the past, to be made, known, made new in the present, and to press on to the future. What do you need to let go of so that you can take hold of? You can't hold on to yesterday and grab on to tomorrow. Some of us are stuck as an eight-year-old boy or an eight-year-old girl because of something that happened to us in our childhood that we can't let go of. Put it off. Some of us are stuck in the pattern of our first marriage where we did this or we did... Take it off. Some of you are living under the shadow of the words that an angry father spoke over your life. Take it off. You are not that. You are not what they say you are. You are not the labels that people have put on you. You have been made new. You have been reset. Whoever is in Christ is a new creation. 